The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com. Hi, welcome to episode 40 of the Mighty Whites podcast. I'm Jack, and over in Portland for this second attempt at the intro, because he wouldn't stop eating through the first fucking attempt, <laughs> we have KC. Hey, what's up? How's America? Um, very fulfilling in my stomach, because I have all the meat again, even more than before. And that was a lot of meat before. Yeah, bearing in mind the last meal uh, we had was at Red's, when between us, there weren't many animals that we weren't eating. Um, yeah, I, I have more and combined meats now. I, uh, a stick of pork and beef ground together, so it's wonderful. It sounds oddly fulfilling while also sounding terrible. Yes, it is an abomination to God, but but quite nice. Speaking of things that ended up fulfilling but were in a way terrible, the first half of the Rotherham game was pretty shit, but ultimately the game, the match was satisfying. Yeah, we just we never really got going in the in the first half. It's the first time, really, we've had to see Jack Clark come out. He just wasn't, he just didn't look up to it at the time. And, and bringing Tyler Roberts on did, did change the game for us in the second half. Yeah, I thought Roberts did well. I mean, Clark's going to have bad games as a kid. No, he's got to be consistent every week now. Immediately. <laughs> I don't care if he's 14. Otherwise, and this will date the day we're recording, he will turn into an escape goat. Ah. Uh... Because, because of the time difference, have you been on Twitter today? I have not, no. There was a guy talking about how Forshaw's become an escape goat. <laughs> <laughs> For the team. Uh, so everyone's been going, oh, I hope this season doesn't turn into a, turn into a damp squid. And things like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, fair play, because they had a couple of chances, but their goal was an absolute thunderbolt. It was, and it was really nice football in build-up to it as well. It was very... Very much not what you'd expect from Rotherham, but it was the only really good effort either side had in that first half. Yeah, like I said, we just we just never really got going, and unfortunately for us, the way the style that we play, especially if our midfield doesn't really get into the game that much, it really leaves Roof isolated up front for long periods. So he has very little to work off. Yeah, um, the player who I said I probably would have dropped going into this game if everyone had been fit because he was woefully out of form. Anyway, he scores twice in the second half. He's finally scored a goal. Yeah. It was a really good ball from Hernandez for the first one, even if what came after was very scrappy. But he needed one of them, just a... Not a literal Gianluca Vialli-style running off your ass, but a nice scrappy goal just to get you past that hump. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think the last time... I can't remember the last game he scored, but that was before I came back to back to Leeds. So he's he's been a while without a goal now. Yeah, so he just got one before you left. Uh, well, two. Yes. Yeah. So it was the one game that I didn't back him to score at all. Yeah, and you were doing that every single one, weren't you? Yeah, so uh, any games he didn't score, my bad. Yeah, uh, Leeds got the equaliser, and it was all Leeds, but Kiko Casilla made one unbelievable save. Another 25-yard screamer. But uh, yeah. Will Vokes, who has, by all accounts, been their best player all season, put great effort from him, in fairness. The one where, when you strike it, he must have assumed it was a goal. But excellent save, and it ended up being very important. 
yeah, brilliant save. He uh, very very impressive debut. I think it has to be said for him, Garcia. He had a couple of rash moments. In fairness, do you mean like trying to claim across on the eighteen on the edge of the penalty area? Yeah, he had a couple of them, but at least he committed to it when he did it. Uh, he came flying out when he was going for it. There was there was no thought about it whatsoever. It was just straight up. I'm going for this ball now, and it was like watching Usain Bolt start at times. Yeah, uh, but luckily Leeds got the winner. Click again. Five minutes left. Good little ball into him from Jack Harrison. Uh, mm. Cut inside and a good left foot finish. It was a much more confident strike than we've been used to seeing from the last couple of months. Yeah, and, and if I remember right, the last couple of games we went to, you, you saw at times that he was, it looked like he was a bit shy in front of goal almost, was looking to pass it a bit more. Um, the couple of opportunities that I think he kind of laid off when two, three months ago he would have, he'd have been hitting that. Um, so yeah, like you say, good to see him get a couple of goals now and um, hopefully build his confidence a bit more in front of goal. Yeah. Uh, we both had us winning that. We both had long score. Uh, I, I, I really, I, I don't even want to talk about the next game, if I'm honest. Um, well, I only got to listen to the first half. Cause that, that Were you was on the your was... mental drive? Yes, that was the start of my nine-hour drive back from uh, Sacramento to Portland. Unfortunately, I'd only had four hours sleep, so I started off a bit earlier. Um, but yeah, by the time the second half started, I was in the absolute middle of nowhere. Yeah, uh, The reception was hard to come by. I had a really great day at this game. If you take the football out of it. <laughs> now, I went to game with a uh, little Danny who we've known for years and had a good drink with him and all of that. Not like 12. I did. I was able to pay attention to the game, but <laughs> it was good to have a nice drink beforehand. Uh, the, club, the club were very accommodating to me, allowing me to go in through the corporate and go up in the lift because I completely blew my knee out the day before. Oh, that's kind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's still not right at all. And it won't be for about yeah. six weeks, apparently. Uh, but yeah, we... Oh, one thing I'll say before the game, obviously we spoke last uh, last time about my niece being mascot for the game. Yeah. The club actually got two tickets for my mum and my niece. Oh, so all of that was bollocks then? Well, I don't think it's 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 what they normally do. But the, the woman who was uh, in charge of organising it basically emailed my mum the day before to say, oh, we have two tickets for you if you want them. Oh, so they did stay and watch the game? So yeah, they did end up staying and watching the game. Okay, so, and you didn't message me so I could get a lift home, why? Uh, I'm a bad person. Yeah, you are. You are um, an awful, awful human oh, being. Uh, texting and driving. I'll go with that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's alright, we just went and had some more beer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, to be honest, Leeds didn't actually start that badly, although it wasn't fluid. They, it, despite their early goal, the football wasn't too bad, but just mistakes and little deflections. And we never really looked... Like, Alioski's volley in the first half was the one time in the first half where we really looked like we might score. But that was yeah. the only time. That was good play as well. It was um, Jack Harrison on the right digging out the cross, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's to be, to be fair... The person who put Harrison in was a really good turn and a good pass from Forshaw. I have gone back and watched the game because Forshaw was not as bad as I thought he was. He was still bad. It was still bad. It was a poor performance. But I came out of that, because I had a bit more to drink than I normally do, I think I went 
even deeper into just proper fan mode. And I yeah. just, I was getting really pissed off with him. Like, for instance, I was really pissed off because Forshaw gave the ball away in the lead-up to the third goal. And it wasn't. It was Douglas in the middle of the pitch in the CDM position, wearing the same club oh, boots. Yes, they do look very similar. <laughs> because, uh, even for me watching the last night when I was watching the extended highlights, you were just there good. oh, Forshaw, Douglas. Yeah, I, uh, I got properly caught without having had a few beers. There wasn't any there wasn't any mess up from first goal, unfortunately, from him because it was all on Janssen, <laughs> except for the wall. Because he, he decides to bring it out, doesn't he? And he just takes a big touch. It's like his third touch, I think. Just yeah. is uh, about four or five yards ahead. Yeah, Tr- tries to get back and just absolutely. I, I was I can't remember who it was on the ball. Now it might have been Buendia. Yeah, it was a, it was more of a. The thing is, he had no need to make the tackle. He'd lost the ball. And you know, like nearly all of Kemar Roof's yellow cards this season, he's lost the ball and he's gone, fuck, work rate, get back, win it. Yeah. And Janssen lost the ball, went chasing after him and fouled him from behind. But Cooper had him completely covered. It's only, what, 20, 21 yards out? It's it's yeah. pretty close to the edge of the air. It's, it's not where you want to be conceding free kicks. And then when I watched the free kick back, now this one is a little bit harsh. And this one, I'm about 98% sure was Forshaw rather than Douglas. But when Vrancic takes the free kick and it deflects in, Forshaw, like, jumps, but he also ducks his head. Yeah. So it, like, flicks in off his back. Yeah, it just, it takes it a bit above Casilla. But having watched it a few times, do you think Casilla was getting to that anyway? Oh, I don't, I'm not sure he was. It was a well-struck free kick anyway. I just, mm. it seemed a bit of a, almost like a scared attempt at a block. Yeah. It's it's the Paul Parker thing, isn't it, for um, Italia 90 of uh, charging out and then kind of ducking. Yeah. And you just think, just, just stand up. But at, at the same time, you, you can't really be mad when someone in the wall jumps and gets something on it. At, yeah. at, like you say, I think it's more unlucky than anything else. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot less unlucky for him on the second goal. I mean, he gets, the, yeah. he gets the pass. And the pass does sell him a touch short, but he's plenty of time to recover. And he just stands still and waits for the ball to come to him. He just, And then when he gets it, he just doesn't get it out of his feet at all. He no. gives it away. But it's not just that. The, they are far too slow to capitalise. They play it right, they fake shot him, they come back inside. And for some reason that I can't figure out, and I've watched it back a load of times, Forshaw runs... 10 yards behind the rest of the defence. Oh, yeah. But he just, and he just seems to stop once he gets there. Yeah. So when Janssen makes an admittedly pretty good block on the first shot, he's played Pookie onside. Mm. And like everyone else is getting ready to appeal. And then it's Forshaw who's like, his arm starts to go up and he goes straight back down because he knows that yeah. it was him. But easy tapping from a few yards. And it's in a few first half minutes, but it's two bad errors in 10 seconds. Yeah. It's um, it was dis- again a disappointing goal to concede, especially. I know this season we we've done a pretty good job coming back from behind in games, but when you play in Norwich, who are in the form they are, mm. you can't be doing that at home. Yeah, uh, and then third goal, Douglas gives it away. It must be something about being in orange boots in the CDM role, because that's where Douglas ended up, and he gives it away. They get ball wide, weak cross, and. When I then actually looked at Vrancic's run and Click just completely stops tracking him. He's yeah. running with him and he just stops. And then that yeah, takes a deflection and goes through Casilla's legs. And I'm still not sure. Real time, I, I thought even with the deflection, I thought he should have saved it. It, see, it did seem to go very slowly. 
I'm not calling it a howler or anything like that, but I, it, in real time, I thought he should have saved it. Annoying, we'll yeah. call it. Uh, the one good thing to come out of it, uh, good good corner from Douglas, good header from Bamford. He dipped the bar just before as well. Yeah, good to see him get a, a couple of chances. Um, like I said, I, I was completely out of the game at this point from with with the lack of reception I had. As was half the Ellen Road crowd. I bet there was about 20,000 in there by the time goal went in. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd heard, I've heard about this and there's been a lot of slagging off of the, the fans who were leaving early. I'm not going to slag them, but I... Because some people... It's not the same to everyone. Like, I, I don't leave early, but some people do. And I mean, I probably should have done. I was hobbling about on one leg. <laughs> the sensible thing to do would have been to go out early and get into the lift and go back down. But, uh, for what it's worth, I don't know if they do it at the normal bar, but at the bar in the posh bit, they because bottles are four quid, they'll sell you them free for a tenner. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You learn something new. Yeah, uh, you had us winning, I had us drawing, uh, so you keep the same lead. Uh, so what we needed was for you to be more negative. Yeah, I need to be way more negative. Just wait till my predictions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Obviously, the brunt of the criticism from this was on Foreshaw. And I'll hold my hands up, I'm as guilty as anyone. I even man- I even tweeted from in the stand for once. And I mean, I don't think it actually published until about the 80th minute. That's what the spot, oh, no, the reception came Yeah, back. just saying what is Foreshaw doing on that goal on the second. And I, I slated him and I gave him like a 3 out of 10 in player ratings. But um, LUFC blog, which is a really good account, put together a thread of you know, the good passing that he did and some of his movement and stuff like that. And looking back, I think I should have given him a four instead of a three. And I think that Ailing was actually the worst player on the pitch. Yeah. Who I also gave a three to because he was terrible. I mean, in the the time I was back and going to games, I've not been hugely impressed with Forshaw. He had had an absolute belting game against Derby, but it does seem that that was the exception more than anything else. I found with Forshaw his... I'm not surprised his his pass completion rate is is what it is. It's really high. And I mean, it's actually I saw a thing today. It's actually the highest in the league for me. And I under I understand what his role entails, and I understand <laughs> that he's not the one that's going to carry the ball forward and, and is looking to play the through balls. So, he, but the amount of his passes that do go sideways or backwards, and I don't just mean this as as the easy option, but at times when there are there are times when he can turn, and there are options further up the field that he could pick out fairly comfortably. Yeah. And I think at times he he plays with his head down and is very willing to give it back to a central defender. One of the things I see with him some at time is let's say because his passing accuracy is that high, and he will play four or five really nice crossfield balls to the opposite winger. Yeah, and I would say that Phillips will play twelve, but he'll only get seven of them right. But because he yeah. hits them earlier, when he does get them right, I think they're more dangerous. Mm. I think there's a bit of that. I, I think most of it comes down to the fact that he's not a number four, he's a number eight. Yeah, and I, th- I think... if I would still be absolutely fine if at Borough, he stays in the team. And despite his couple of goals against Rotherham, if Click dropped out and Phillips came in and Forshaw had yeah. a go further forward, I'd be absolutely fine with that. Yeah, that's, I, think, I think we were all a bit surprised when, when he announced the team and Phillips wasn't. In the starting eleven, I was very surprised, and I think you said the uh, like maybe it's the the fact that he's been training as a centre back since it'll be what 
late October now yeah. that he didn't want to throw him back into that role straight away. But at the same time, it just seemed, you know, Phillips, regardless of whether he's been central defender or in that holding midfield role, this season has been one of the best players in the side. And it just seems strange when you're playing second in the table to not have him when you've got him available. Yeah, so we definitely both agree that Phillips should come back in. But basically, do you think that Forshaw's getting a bit at rough end at stick here? Or do you think he's deserving of the level of criticism he's getting? I can kind of see where it's coming from. And especially when you, you think of games like the Forest game he had. Because he, that was, that was his worst game of the season, I think. But more more so than this. Oh yeah, it was worse against it was worse against Forest, definitely. And and I th- I think he's unlucky in, in in as much as when you're playing that deep, if you make a mistake at the end of the day, you're not getting assists from that position, you're not scoring goals from that position. So uh, almost like a goalkeeper, you're when your job is to turn it is to retain possession in that area, and you make one mistake and it leads to a goal, it gets remembered. Yeah, and I think he's unlucky with that. This uh, this game, it struck me as one of the first times where I've watched us and I thought, I think Bielsa's got this wrong today. It hasn't happened very often. It happened at home to Birmingham. But I really do think that picking Forshaw over Phillips in this was properly the wrong decision. Yeah, or even like you said, I, I mean, it would have been tough to drop click after getting two goals. But yeah. if he'd have done it, you could have still thought Forshaw's a more defensive-minded player, pushing forward a bit to get Phillips in. And we'll just have two players sitting a bit deeper to hit them on the counter. But yeah, again, it's going to happen. And oh yeah, we're still in a fantastic position. I'm not. I'm not yeah, actually I, having a dig. Really, it's just. Oh yeah, it's disappointing. And 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 I think in hindsight, uh, there's not many people who will look back at that and think I would do exactly the same thing over again. But you know, we we move on from this now. It's it's a tough defeat, but. Um, Oh, I've forgotten his name now. Who was the the guy on Twitter who put together es- essentially the games we should be winning and what points we need? I want to say it was something like Steve Wilco. Yes, uh, it was Steve Wilco. Put yeah. together a few tweets of basically the games, essentially the th- the the three pointers. You know, the the home bankers that we should have, and then yeah, it was quite interesting. Looking at it that way, it kind of made made me feel a bit more relaxed about the rest of the season. Yeah. Another thing that could help with rest of the season is if we uh, had an option at number 10 off the bench in the shape of Izzy Brown. He's not even real. Uh, the under-23s <laughs> under have played two games since we last were here. 1-0 win against Sheffield United, Izzy Brown with a goal, 2-2 at Birmingham, Jordan Stevens and a 96th minute Izzy Brown free kick. That's him on four matches, I think, since Bielsa said six. He can't be far off him being on the bench. Like I think he's... I, I know full well if it would if it was me, he'd be on the bench for the Borough game. I know he's a he's a promising young player, but realistically, especially playing against Norwich, is Robbie Gotts ever going to get on? No. Is there a chance that Izzy Brown could play twenty twenty five minutes of that game? Yeah, I think so. As as the, I'm not sure when the next under twenty three game is because that'll give us a hint. Because that's what tipped everyone off that Bamford was going to be on the bench when he didn't go with the under-23s because they played half 12 on Saturday. Yeah. Again, good to have him back again. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to have him back. One person we won't be getting back is Stuart Dallas. He's out for another six weeks. He's been very unlucky with injuries these last couple of years. Yeah. And I know he won't be in the starting lineup, but he'd be a nice person to have floating about the squad. Yeah, and, and, it, and it kind of takes a bit of pressure off someone like Jack Clark as well when you... 
if you have an experienced winger like Dallas who could come on for a half a game, mm. who all right is you know a little bit more defensive minded, but still you know can put a decent cross in and. He can get himself a goal, a couple of goals as well. Yeah, we uh, we did have a little bit of transfer news. Uh, we knew he was going, but we didn't know where. Hadi Sako's gone to Ankaraguku for the uh, rest of the season. Uh, no Califisado, Tom Pierce on loan to Scunthorpe for the rest of the season. That's my new one. That's unfancied <laughs> in Spanish. Because uh, Bielsa's never really took to him, has he? No, he played, he played in a couple of the... I did play in the League Cup in the early stages this season, but apart from that... And um, he come on and been subbed off twice? Yeah, because it yeah, happened at QPR, didn't it, mm. as well? At least he's getting some football. Yeah. And clearly now as well, I, I think probably even before this, you know, before his return from injury, I think Bielsa would have had it in his mind to have Alioski as a left-back. Yeah, and the pressure of needing a third choice is gone because Leif Davis has looked fine to be third. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope he has a really good run because he's a good player. I mean, everyone knows how much I rate him. I banged on about him all last season and then he eventually got in the team. Uh, I really hope he does well. And Scunthorpe have been in decent form as well, so it's not a bad team to be joining. And we have a good track record of sending players there on loan and them coming back and doing well. Yeah, all he, uh, all he really needs if he's going to have us be really good is a loan at Scunthorpe and then us to be relegated. Yeah, just think Beckford, Sommer, Ramon Nunes. I know Nunes did. Did Sam, Sommer didn't go there, did he? Oh no, he went to Lincoln, he didn't went, he? Yeah, he went to Lincoln and oh, <laughs> admittedly got about 12 in 8 games or something after. <laughs> yeah, he was fantastic in uh, in League 2. Yeah. Uh, last one out, uh, your mate Jordan Stevens. Sorry, Sam Dolby. <laughs> I, know. I was looking at. I just think, is this the striker or the midfielder? Yeah, Sam Dolby's gone on loan to Morecambe for the rest of the season. Hopefully, he gets some football because he, he needs some football. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have uh, one of him or Edmondson had to go out. Yeah, and he's a little bit older. He's he's older of the two, so it should really be him. What's happening with? Oliver Sarkic, because I never really hear a lot about him. As far as I'm aware, it did get mentioned. I think Phil Hay mentioned it on Inside Ellen Road. I think basically he's off. It's finding a destination. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it's the same as when Oriol Ray and everyone get back off the loans from this season. They're all off yeah. away as far as I'm a, as far as I'm a concerned. Yeah. Also, uh, good to see that Will Huffer has been playing since he got to Barnet. Uh, I know he's played one game. I didn't actually check what Barnett did this weekend. I mean, I, I know he played in the three-three with Brentford, but I didn't. Yeah. I haven't seen anything else. Uh, there you go. At least because uh, he's only out. He's only on loan for the month, isn't he? Yeah, I would. But they're in the fifth tier, so they don't have transfer windows. Are so they, they can wow. they could extend that till the end of the season if he does all right, which I'm assuming is the aim. Juliana Graziola not still there. He is in my head. I was just, when you said they were in the fifth tier, I was thinking, hang on. Oh. Oh. Yeah, in my, in my head, Barnett are forever a League Two team. Yeah. Uh, Grazioli, who I still think of as a Barnett player, despite his famous goal being for Stevenage, because he scored when they... Did they get a draw with Newcastle in FA Cup? Yeah. yeah. That was that was a good one. Yeah. That was a good cup tie. Uh, we'll start with the in that did get done. Uh, Matthias Bogush, two and a half year deal. I haven't seen a fee anywhere on a website that's written in English. The one that I saw in Polish said it was about 200 grand and then add-ons. 
as a uh, seven hundred and twelve zlotties. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that might be. That might not be Polish. Could be Hungarian. Don't care. Yeah. Uh, his YouTube reel looks all right, but we'll find out over the next few months. I'm assuming that he will get some football, some, a decent amount of football in under 23s, particularly if Izzy Brown moves up. When? When Izzy Brown moves up next week? Well, he's either moving up or he's injured again. Those are the two options. Although, we, I think, because I saw a couple of people saying online about um, still not paying for him, but by... We, we are think, now, because he's fit now. Yeah. Now that he's fit and has been playing from the under-23s, I think we've been paying for him for the last couple of months. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't when he came back and played, like, once the first time, but once he started playing properly, yeah, we started paying his wages. Uh, and then on to the, the longer story. Daniel James, if we didn't have Bielsa as manager, I don't think any of us would be that bothered about this. <laughs> yeah. But if Bielsa wants him, we all assume... God, he's going to be really good, isn't he, in three years? What, is he a right winger? Ah, oh, I bet Bielsa will turn him into a cracking centre-half. Yeah. Everything from the Leeds end was done, by the sounds of it, by about six o'clock. And it appears Swansea screwed us over a bit. But more importantly, they really screwed Daniel James over. Uh, it is awful the way he was treated on, on deadline day. Yeah. Accept a bid, send him up for a medical and to agree his deal. Everything done, sorted, and then just stop answering the phone. Well, he, he was sat at Allen Road for about five hours and from I think Phil Hay said he was there from about six o'clock in the evening that was just it was six o'clock just waiting I think yeah, like, he'd been up there longer yeah that's after he'd done all had his <laughs> medical and everything done I'm guessing he was essentially just waiting there with a shirt with his name on the back of it yeah I think they'll have done all the publicity shots and everything he, uh, by the sounds of it they'd agreed what was it one and a half million loan fee and Leeds were going to pay seven million in the summer if they went up, and then add-ons to add that up to a little bit more. Yeah. Originally, Leeds were paying it at the end of the season, which makes sense because that's the new financial year. But Swansea mm. then said, "Well, we want the money early," and Leeds said, "That's absolutely fine." And Swansea stopped answering the phone. That that makes you think at that point that's a tactic of them going, "Oh well, if we if we, if we change it now, then they'll say no, and it, and it makes us look all right that we've tried to get the money early and." And they say no, so they're the bad guys then. Yeah. But but then we say yes, and it's almost as if someone's gone, uh, oh, oh. Yeah. Um, so is that Leeds again? Just put the phone down, leave it. Yeah. The, the other thing they did that's really bad, and the, the good thing is, because at where Swansea fans have been, they're too busy basically laughing at Leeds to worry about it, which is actually a good thing, because I don't want it to get on his back. They made Daniel James ask to leave before they accepted the bid. Because if you ask to if you ask to leave, that's like a transfer request, and then you don't have to pay them off. Yeah, you don't have to make the loyalty payments or yeah. anything like that. So that'll be why they did that. So they made him ask, and then didn't let him leave. Phil here was saying, uh, you know, this is Swansea versus Swansea. It's not really to do wheels. And then next day, Hugh Jenkins quit as chairman. So because Radvizani apparently agreed the deal with Swansea's owners directly and someone at Swansea's refused to play ball, play ball. I'm assuming the one that refused to play ball is Hugh Jenkins. And he said, nah, I'm not doing it. I don't think it's the right thing to do, and it's still technically my job. So I'm saying no, and I'm saying no to the Leroy Fairdale as well. It's, it's such a horrible way to treat people. Yeah. Apparently that Leroy Fairdale to Villa was like one and a half, two million quid. 
I, I mean, admittedly, that's a bad deal to make on Swansea's end, but... Yeah. But I think they wanted... He's on about 70, 80 grand a week, I think. That's true. So they just wanted rid. It's it's an absolute mess, isn't it, when you're just looking at, like like you say, he's he's essentially been forced out. Forced out, and then not allowed to go. Yeah. And you can, and as you can imagine, and I know, obviously, now it's not a Hugh Jenkins' problem, but as you can imagine now, that's going to make a player really want to play for you in the second half of the season. Yeah, I mean... I'm sure, da- I'm sure Daniel James is going to be thrilled to try and help Swansea push for a playoff place. I'm sure he'll put in all the effort but you'd be surprised if he's in scintillating form for the rest of the season, wouldn't you? Yeah. What what motivation do you have now? They don't want me, but they don't want to sell me. At this level, it's all like little marginal 1% and 2% gains. So just mm. someone not being as happy can make that much difference. Yeah. Did you see Daniel James's agent? Uh, I haven't actually seen this this quote now. Oh, no, it was... Um, it wasn't happy. I think it was in the Independent, I think. But yeah, Swansea made no attempt to keep the player and at the first sign of money, they couldn't show him the door quickly enough. It's very disappointing, but the player is philosophical about it. And then saying he's in the last 18 months of his deal and they've never offered him a new contract. You'd assume then he's either going in the summer or he's going to wait out his contract then. I don't, again, why... I don't think he'll wait it out, but it wouldn't shock me if we're back in in June. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, and obviously I think a lot of it kind of depends on where we are at the end of the season but clearly if we're in for him again in the summer then it, it shows that Bielsa has a lot of faith in him yeah he, uh, he really seems to rate him because he hasn't played all that much first team football and he's 21 no. but I suppose you see someone with pace like that and a decent touch and he must think I can turn him into something really good. Yeah, I think I think one of the things that annoyed me a little bit about Leeds fans from this deal is, uh, this is the pitfall of Twitter, is the amount of fans sending tweets to Radrazani essentially saying, "Well, why didn't you do the deal earlier?" And I, I with him, I think he replied to one person going, "If if this deal could have been done any earlier, we, it would have been." We accepted all of Swansea's demands, and then they changed the goalposts. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's it's annoying, but it's one of the things with the way, or, I mean, it's not the way Arta works, but the way Bielsa is working with Arta. If that's the only one that he will say they wanted, and then that falls through, then you're pretty much stuck. You can't imagine for first team players that author is just going to bring players in and then say to Bielsa, this is your new right winger. Um, it's not the man you wanted, but he, he was doing well in the, you know, in the Portuguese second division. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I just, it's not how it's going to work. So you, you have all these, these people saying, you know, why weren't we spending all this money? And I honestly, I don't think Bielsa wanted that many players. Again, he'd stated before the only players he wants are people who he thinks are going to improve the team. And, and improve it now and clearly he looked at the squad we have and the players that were available for the, within our budget and he just thought no these I've got the goalkeeper let's get this winger yeah well we'll uh that's pretty much it for news and everything actually it was surprisingly quiet so we'll get on to previews in a sec once I've gone and got a beer Right, so three games to preview. 
Uh, it's nice to have a midweek game, I suppose. Uh, and we won't be going through them in that much detail because in truth, one, I've got a beer and two, we've just ordered us food. So first of all... It's nearly lunchtime for me. Yeah. Middlesbrough away, Saturday, one o'clock. They're fifth, 50 points from 29. Last five, got be- their beat for Peterborough 5-0. 1-2 win at Birmingham, 1-0 v Millwall, 1-0 v Newport, 3-2 win at West Brom. So they're in decent enough, Nick, except VFA Cup game. Best defence in league, just 22 conceded all season. They do switch between three centre-backs and two centre-backs, but it's pretty much always one up top. Although there is a little bit of rumour about both Hugo and Sombolonga starting. Yeah, I, I, I think we can all agree this is, this is anti-football, is, is Middlesbrough this season. Considering where they were two years ago, and, and this is what happens when you hire Tony Pulis. Yeah, I'm a, I'm hoping for a good game because this is going to be my first away since since Bradford when Hockaday got sacked. Yeah, I, I can't think of any other games we'd have been to. No, it's been a, it's been a while because I normally have to work for Saturday when Leeds are playing, but I've ended up off this one. And luckily, because of the timing of when they released the extra tickets, I was able to get one. Yeah, and you get to see the return of a, a Champions League winner in midfield. Yeah, we've got one in goal, they've got one in midfield. Uh, speaking of in goal, da- Darren Randolph's been getting quite good reviews this year, I know he's got, but he has got mistakes in him. The strong, tall defenders, Ryan Shotton, Daniel Ayala, no. Shithouse, Aidan Flint, <laughs> Dale Fry, George Friend. You're saying Tony Pulis has signed a load of big central defenders? No. He's got a few. He has, he has lost Danny Bath, though. Oh, no. <laughs> Are any of them playing at right back and left back as well? I believe Ryan Shotton's been playing right back. Uh, George Friend will be left back. Uh, Paddy McNair can play defence or midfield as well. Uh, they're quite well stocked in central mid as well. They've got George Savile off Millwall, who I think is a good player. Uh, Mo Besic, Johnny Housen, Adam Clayton, and aforementioned Champions League winner John Obi Mikel. What an odd deal. Yeah, really strange signing. Yeah. Uh, they're not playing Downing because apparently it's a bit. Antonucci, but instead of goals, it's appearances. If he plays one more, he gets a load of money or something like that. Oh, the Gary Kelly, the Seth Johnson. Yeah. Uh, they've been playing Lewis Wing as a number 10. He's been doing quite well. Uh, Max Tavernier is decent. I, I say Tavernier because they say that on radio, but he's, I'm not sure it's not just Tavernier. <laughs> Could be. Uh, and they signed Rajiv Van Lepara for Huddersfield as well. And then up front, Asombolonga, Hugo, Gestead. Ashley Fletcher. God, I hope Ashley Fletcher plays. He won't. <laughs> I know, but he's bad. He's not a good striker. No, um, this they need to stand up and be counted because if we play well, we're better than them. But they'll get the ball in the box, and it's they can cause anyone trouble doing that. Yeah, I think I think it's a good time for us to have uh, both Cooper and Janssen fully fit, not suspended, coming into this game. Yeah, definitely. As you as we said before, who so do you think you'd prefer uh, essentially for short or click in midfield? For this? I, I honestly, for this game, I really would be tempted to go for sure. Yeah, push for sure forward and and Phillips in the holding role. Yeah, so long as Philip, the main thing that I'm bothered about isn't whether it's for sure or click. It's that Phillips is back in that holding role. That it, that it's Calvin Phillips. Yeah, that's the important thing. Yeah. Um, I, I I just try and remember the game from the start. Did we drew with them at the start of the season? Didn't we? It was it's our only nil nil. I think. Yeah, that's it. Um, this is what happens when Bielsa comes up against Pulis. They just cancel each other out with their 
extremes of football. Yeah. Um, again, if we, if we get going, we we have pretty much a full strength team now. Yeah, I mean, know, we're, st- we're still missing Bellardi. We're still missing Dallas, but neither of them would start in the starting eleven. No. Um, and Bamford probably isn't fit enough to start. No, but again, good good player to still have on the bench. Possibly Izzy Brown. We're not sure. Um, I, I'm going to say we win this. I'm going to say I'm going to say we nick a one nil win. You know my thing of I don't think I was negative enough last time. Yeah, yeah, we're going to lose this two nil. Good. I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad you think that. Yep, I'm going to do this. <laughs> He's sacrificing himself now for this. <laughs> uh, Swan then Swansea at home following Wednesday. Which, in theory, should be the first game my dad gets to go to in quite a while. Uh, they're 13th, 41 points from 30. Uh, last five, 1-1 one, one at Preston. They beat Sheffield United 1-0. Battered Gillingham, drew 3-3 with Birmingham and then got beat 2-0 at Bristol City. They're pretty much always one up top. Normally 4-2-3-1, but it has been a 4-3-3 with wingers as well. We've gone over the, a bit of the turmoil in the boardroom where the owners have where Hugh Jenkins end up quitting because him and the owners have very different directions for the club. On deadline day, Jefferson Montero went, Tom Carroll went, Wilfred Bonney went. Obviously, James and Fair could have gone easily as well. Yeah. They've still not got... A, they haven't got a great squad, but they have got some good players. As, as a starting lineup, that it's, it's a fairly strong team you could put together. Mm. Like that Erwin Mulder in goal, I, he's okay, but I haven't really seen enough. Joe Rodon and Mike van der Horn look decent at centre back, and I didn't realise that they've got uh, Cameron Carter Vickers as well on one from yeah, Spurs. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a decent player to have in the Championship. Yeah. Connor Roberts is a decent young right back. Uh, Kyle Norton can play both sides, and Martin Olsen's decent enough at left back, so they've got some cover. Matt Grimes, in his last game, completed over 100 passes, one of the only times in the Championship that midfielders managed it. I can't believe that's the same person. I know, I can't either. Because he, because as all Leeds fans know, he's fucking useless. Uh, they do have, li- but I'm not, but I'm not going to complete my passes because I'm Matt Grimes. <laughs> uh, Matt Grimey. If he actually, if he can be asked, Leroy Furs absolutely quality. Yeah, okay, it'll be interesting to see how he plays after, again after being messed around on deadline day. Yeah, and that Jay Fulton looks all right, that young one as well, and they've got that Jan Dander as well. But I haven't mm. seen as much of him. He might be injured because I haven't seen him. Uh, attacking mids and wingers, they've got some options. Bursant Salina always plays well against us and tends to score good goals as well. Obviously, Daniel, Daniel James, we've talked about enough. Yep. I, I can't believe these two are still here. Yeah. Routledge and Nathan Dyer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah still, for a while now. Still going. And Barry, not Willie Mackay. <laughs> not the agent. Not the agent. <laughs> Uh, and then Joe Lasaro can play wide as well as up front, who they got off Sunderland. He was like the other one with Josh Madger. That was a weird deal, by the way, Josh Madger going from Sunderland to Bordeaux. Yeah. Uh, and then. That was interesting. Yeah, and main man, Ollie McBurney. Good player. Local lad. Yeah, and he's done, he's had a good season this year. He looked all right. He didn't look too bad last season when he, um, when he went out on loan as well, because he. He went to Barn. Uh, did he go to Barnsley for the second half of last season? Yeah, and he had a really good record there. Yeah, um, yeah, he's looked good at this level so far. Obviously, we drew two two at their place, where they outplayed us. To be honest. Yeah, but we did. We did have the the magic of 
Jamie Shackleton bursting down the right hand side to set up a goal. Yeah, it was a uh, that was his first proper. Who did someone pull out in the warm up with Cooper? Um, because Ailing moved to centre back. I think so. Yeah, I think it was. Ooh, maybe. Mm. Or was it just that Berardi got injured? Oh, it might have been Berardi. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, anyway, I'm gonna say we draw one all. It's the only thing with with this Swansea team, like on paper, even with a squad like that, they sh- they shouldn't be. I don't think they should be 13th. But I'm I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna say two one to Leeds. Cool. Uh, and lastly, for this one, we'll be back sometime after the QPR game. QPR away, which we've already done once, but it was the FA Cup, so no one cared. Uh, they're 14th. They've been had a weird season in that they were crap and then they were really good and then they were a bit off again. Last five, obviously they beat us in Cup. And then they got beat 1-0 at Sheffield United. They got beat 4-1 at home by Preston. 1-1 at Portsmouth. Got beat 2-1 at Wigan. They're not in good nick. It's appalling a form that they've been due. Obviously they've had Wells on his own up front for the last four games and it appears to be their normal one so we're liable to be forward back. Yeah, and, and looking at looking at the way they played at Ellen Road, anyway, because you, you can't really take a whole lot from the cup game because that, that was pretty much our under twenty threes. Um, they didn't really create many chances, and I think their goal came from a Calvin Phillips mistake. You know, they didn't really create a whole lot, so I don't fancy them to create much much more in this game. Now, the, the, their squad is to use our phrase a veritable who's that of football. Uh, cheers, OS Dub. Uh, they've got Joe, Joe Lumley in goal, who isn't absolutely fabulous. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on, don't laugh at that joke. That was a terrible joke. It really tickled me. Yeah, uh, centre backs are like their best rated players on who scored Tony Leicester and uh, Joe Lynch. And Jeff Cameron's doing all that as well. He'll have played all of it, players, I dare say. Full backs and an aging Angel Langell, a young Daniel Furlong, and a quite a good footballer, Jake Bidwell. I thought you were just going to say a middle aged Jake Bidwell. No, well, Bidwell did well against us in the. Uh, Bidwell did well. Uh, Bidwell did <laughs> well in, in the uh, FA Cup game, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, Zwolek can play all over in midfield. We've got Luongo jo- and that Jordan Cousins, but I don't really know much about him. Josh Scowen as well, I don't know much about him. Luongo's good, though. Yeah. It's not really much of a midfield to shout about, though, is it? No. Uh, attacking mids, Luke Freeman's quite good. That Eberechi is a, as I said before when we played him, he gets really good reviews and apparently has a lot of talent. The thing is, the only time I've seen him play 90 minutes was against Leeds and he didn't really do much. No, like I said, they, going forward, they really never got into the game that much. No, and then Wells, as much as I don't like him, is a good player. And Tom Ahmed and big Mathieu Smith. Good friend, Matt Smith. Yeah, that, they're another one. Squad really isn't up to much. No, that is that is every bit the mid-table squad right there. Yeah. Um, you know what? I, even if it's even if it's away, I'm gonna I'm gonna be confident here. I'm gonna say three 0 We do better when I'm negative. We're gonna lose this three 0 Good. <laughs> I'm sacrificing it. <laughs> it's a good job. Our prediction at the end of our predictions. There's not like a, a drastic punishment at the end of it. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, I'd like I'd, I'd like to say that there's you know all this research gone into it and stuff, but there isn't. <laughs> no, we're not here for research. 
I, I don't know. I mean, we we slight we do. I've mentioned XG. That puts us <laughs> more research than a lot of podcasts. I must. Say, I remember putting after that love room game. I bet I need to find it online somewhere. See if I can find the XG for the first half, because I bet it was not point not one to not point not four. Because their goal was one in a hundred. Yeah, <laughs> and we had about one shot. So. Uh. Yeah, the only podcast you'll hear about the XG, and I'm still not entirely sure what it is or why it exists. <laughs> yeah, what what we're more interested in the is in the uh, XL, the expected listens. Ah, that's nice. I thought you were just talking about my shirt size. Uh, yeah, notice you couldn't say mine because there wasn't enough X's. <laughs> is there enough X's? Yeah. So I'm a I'm really looking forward to Bubble Away. I'm I, it's been so long since I've been to an away game. It'd be good, and it's a, a you know decent trip to make. We'll we'll have what are we expecting there about four and a half thousand. Yeah, I think we sold out three thousand, and then they gave us an extra fifteen hundred. I'm just off a punk club coach, like. Yeah, that should be good. That's I, the thing I that's going to be really weird going to an away game on me Todd. Yeah, well, you're never alone with Leeds fans. Just, just if you got a couple of beers with you, you'll be fine. No, that's true. But I suppose I'm not club coach. I will just, and everyone's going to be talking about the same thing. So. Yeah, I think the last time I went to Middlesbrough was when Paul Lynch scored against us in oh, the Premier League. Yeah, I remember that game. I didn't go, but I do remember that game. Uh, if people want to tweet us about how strict, are they still quite strict on the booze on the coach? Because it's been a while. And normally when I've gone over the last few years, I haven't been on a coach because I've gone with KC and he's been driving. Yeah, I was trying to think actually because we did... Yeah, we did the we did the coach to Yeovil a few years ago. Yeah, we did, and we did we did the coach to Derby as well. That was like Boxing Day, wasn't it? Yeah, got beat one 0 Yeah. On that depressing <laughs> note, <laughs> fun fun times. Because even though we've only we've not been back long, this beer is nearly empty again already. So we may as well call it there. Yeah, yeah. So that'll do us for episode forty at Mighty White's podcast. We're at Mighty White's Pod on Twitter. We're at Mighty White's Podcast dot com. Uh, the stuff we write goes up on through it all together, which is at t h r u it all l u f c. Most of the stuff I write, I haven't had eight pints before I wrote. Unlike the player ratings from the last game, although I'm fairly sure that grammatically it wasn't too bad. Uh, and I think that we'll be back. For sure, done. Give the ball away. <laughs> he kicked it wrong, <laughs> followed by ten expletives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we'll be back some point after the QPR game. The way it's working out, it depends on shifts, but Tuesday appears to be the most simple day for us to do it and then be able to get it out at a decent time. So I've been Jack. See you in a bit. Mm-hmm.